thing. Hang on, let me make sure my hair doesn't look stupid. Okay. Yeah, let me make sure your hair doesn't look stupid. Hey. Hi. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And, and this, this is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. Hi, welcome back to John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where John and Ann talk about wrestling. Yeah, and the only podcast where John and Ann talk about wrestling. The only one. There's a lot of knockoffs. There are, but they have different names, so it's not us. Yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't do this last week because... Yeah. You're not crazy. We just weren't there. <laughs> we didn't do it just because. If you were questioning reality. You know? You're like, was I miss it? Was it there? It wasn't there. Basically, no one pays us to do this, so if we have a lot going on in our lives, we don't. Yeah, we had a lot going on. We had a lot going on. We have what? a lot going on all the time, but yeah. we've decided to make it work. Yeah, um, we've decided that for you, the fans, we're doing it. Because we're you push guys, through. You, you people, each and every one of you makes it, uh, you know, important yeah. for us. I like that you did this three times, which is probably the number of people we'll have watching this. So that's perfect. You think we're going to have three whole people? <sighs> I don't know. Wow. Hey. <laughs> ah. All right. Well, anyway, anyway. Uh, a lot of stuff happened while we were gone. We're not really yeah. going to talk about all of it. We're not going to talk, talk about, about all of it because we trust that you live in the world, too. Yeah. And that you're aware of most of it. So we're just yeah. going to talk about the things we want to talk about because that's why people come to us. Yeah. Hang on. You got a little dust bunny on your microphone. That's how long we've been off the air, folks. There's like dust on the mic. Wow. An old tome. Yeah. Now let's the get to chit-chatting about the the chit-chat i was trying to think of a cute phrase anyway there's no way there's no cute way to talk about wrestling okay it's hard it's hard yeah this ain't ballet yeah even it's though that is tap. the the most uh i was gonna say ballet was is probably the most accurate thing to compare it to because it's you know physically telling a story with your body uh, yeah. It's really physically demanding and hard to do. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what do we have? We have the, the the New Japan Cup is something I've been following. It's always, it's great whenever I watch New Japan because I feel like it's just me. Um, even though they it is like the second biggest or uh, you know one of the th- two or three biggest promotions in the world outside of WWE and I guess now AEW. Yeah. But it is. I mean, I've been know. meaning to start watching it. I have a subscription. But, you know, it's hard to jump into something where you have no context or almost no context. Yeah, you know? it can be. To, that's part of why we started this podcast. Was so yeah. people who don't know much about wrestling could listen to us talk about wrestling because I don't know as much as you. Yeah, well, you know a lot now. I was going to compare myself to other wrestling fans, but really it's mainly you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I know as much as most people probably you know a lot you've, and you've really you know you've leveled up i've leveled up quite a bit you in honor of shazam fury of the gods <laughs> you've leveled up they didn't give us any money we're not gonna say no, that shazam fury of the gods go see it no don't just, they haven't they paid us you. they haven't paid us so we're not gonna see I'm it i'm just doing it out of pity did you see it i did see it he saw it uh, it wasn't exactly packed was the were the gods furious a couple of them were upset but were they furious? Well, at least one of them was. All right. Well, then I guess they've technically yeah, met Yeah, Lucy the... Liu was pretty upset. She was pretty pissed. Okay. I guess they've met the promise that they set out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were they gods. They fulfilled the promise. 
All right. So now you anyway, watch the New Japan Cup. I this watched the New Japan Cup. This is the thing about New Japan. They have a lot of tournaments, do they not? They do have a lot of tournaments. Um, and this is part of why I find them intimidating because it it just seems like if you're going to watch one, you got to watch them all. Well, also, if you're if you're looking to follow women's wrestling, New Japan would not be the one yeah, to jump into because they don't, they don't have, have what they what they do have and what they're trying to integrate more of is Stardom, which is its own mm-hmm. promotion. But they're owned by the same company, so they have like at Wrestle Kingdom now they have Stardom matches, mm-hmm. but mostly you would probably just want to watch Stardom, which is yeah. also a great promotion. Um, yes, you know, but uh, but yeah, I have been watching the New Japan Cup, and the tournaments can be really difficult to watch and very intimidating for people, even for me. So I mean, I can keep up with them because I can watch things like from home. I can watch things at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people don't watch things at home. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, it, or at the gym. Who watches know. anything at the gym? No, but I, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, you can. They put those TV screens in there just for him. Yeah, I asked for them, so <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but they, you know, it can be hard. The New Japan Cup is a little different than the other tournaments, though, because New Japan Cup is a single elimination tournament, so it just has has less matches basically. Because the G1 Climax, for Fe- example, fewer matches. Has what? Fewer matches. What did I say? Less matches. Is that not grammatically correct at no, all? No, fewer. I mean, fewer matches is definitely grammatically correct. Those fewer less is matches when you're is counting. Incorrect. I don't think you're supposed to use less than that. I don't know. Never mind. Well, you then. could say it has more Fine, matches. Use whatever word you want. Okay, if you're going to push back sure. on me, I'm not prepared sh- to defend this position. Okay, great. I wasn't prepared to defend that at all. Okay, I just great. sounded in my you ear. You thought you were just going to correct me. I was and that going was it. off my ear. I, it sounded. Have to trust your ears. I do trust my ears. Well, it has uh, good ears. It had not, you know, it has not high number as matches. Um, <laughs> and so this is how I know you're a Taurus because me <laughs> offering you a note turns into you accepting the note, but in any way other than it, than to to say my thing. Well, I just don't know if it's, I mean, you know. Because he just can't. He has just lesser can't. good matches. He just can't. I mean, well, I'm I'm making fun of myself, maybe. Maybe I was wrong. All right. Whatever. We're going to have to look okay. this up. So there aren't as many matches in a New Japan Cup as there are in another Yeah, there's smaller, smaller, smaller matches. And um, <laughs> so the G1 is a round robin tournament, right? So it's like, you know, yeah. it's it's like most sports where... You kind of play everybody. Everybody wrestles everybody, and then you mm-hmm. accrue points, or you know your standings mm-hmm. um, go up. And then you know the, the wrestlers at the end of the tournament with the highest amount of points, or like you know the top of the standings, will go to a, a final or mm-hmm. playoff, and then they'll have that final match, and then the winner of that wins the tournament. Whereas the New Japan Cup, it's single elimination, so you wrestle your match. If we wrestle a match, like in the G One, if we wrestle a match. Then we're still both in the tournament, regardless mm-hmm. of who wins, until the end of it. I win. Regardless of who wins. I win. The winner of the match, notwithstanding. Wait, you can hear that? <laughs> Sorry. Um. So, know. but in the New Japan Cup, if we wrestled, the winner would go on and still be in the tournament. The loser would go home. So again, notwithstanding, you know, it's uh. It's okay. He loves being home. I do love being home. Uh, also you can hear that. Like, <laughs> also not unlike a Taurus. Um, but <laughs> I mean, that's true. Tor, Tor, I love, we love being home every, cause I don't really, I'm not big into Zodiac stuff, but 
but I, I do anytime I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, the no Taurus description is pretty exactly me. No one's big on the, t- on the Zodiac stuff until it justifies a way they want to act. That's why I don't like <laughs> it because I've had, I had a specifically a job that I'm thinking of where I, there were a couple of people that I worked mm-hmm. with that were very bad coworkers yeah. and they constantly brought up Zodiac. It's like, I'm just a Leo, yeah. you know? And I was like, I think you're full of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Taurus is pretty accurate. Um, but anyway, so the New Japan Cup tournament. Say, so basically, what this means is that on the G1 shows, you have to have like five or six tournament matches on every show mm-hmm. because there's they have to get through all the matches. But in, in the New Japan Cup, in the earlier rounds, sometimes there's like maybe four matches on a show. But as it goes on, there's like two matches per show that oh, the tournament. That's so, so it's easier to keep up with. Mm-hmm. So you basically just skip the other matches because on a New Japan show, here's my little tip for watching New Japan. It's great. I love it. The bulk of their shows are tag matches. Mm-hmm. And so that's how a lot of the stories come out is the tag team matches, the interactions that take place uh, between people in a tag team match. So people will like start feuding. Somebody will get a win over somebody. Or I don't a think loss. I realized that they had so many tag team matches. That's what most of their shows are. Well, oh. So all their single stars will be in like tag team matches. And then so like somebody's feud will start or further from the interactions they have in the tag match or who, who gets the pin or whatever. Mm. And then at the end of the show, they'll have backstage comments. And so the backstage comments will be somebody talking or you know, furthering their feud. And that's where they do promos, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, they don't do like in-ring promo segments the way that like you know mjf would mm-hmm. uh probably part of the reason why he doesn't like <laughs> new japan no oh, yeah um, he's an american wrestler yeah so anyway so new japan uh so their shows are primarily that so when they have tournament shows they'll have like you know five six tag matches and then like two tournament matches or if it's the g1 they'll do like two tag matches or whatever mm-hmm. and then five or six tournament matches for the, whatever block the show is um and then so for the New Japan Cup, it's been like a lot of shows, but there's only two tournament matches. So you can just skip the tag matches if you want or just watch the backstage comments to see if there's any story development. Because um, the matches are good, but it, it, they sometimes, especially during tournaments, there'll be a show every day sometimes or like three days in a row, one day off. You know. And yeah. So they just announced the best of the Super Juniors schedule, which is their junior heavyweight G1, essentially, yes. their round robin tournament. And they're not going to – it's truly like three or four days in a row, one day off, three or four days, one day off. Wow. And they pa- they're packing into like two weeks. And everybody has their limit, folks. Even this guy. Yeah, unfortunately. Even this guy. Has I'll probably a limit. watch. I'll probably watch the whole best of the Super Juniors tournament. I did last year. You did. Um, I remember I, it vividly. I did two years ago. I did not finish it in 2021. I fell off. I fell too far behind, and it was just too many matches to catch up with. I watched the finals though. The finals were good. Wow. You um, hear that, New Japan? He can't handle it. It's too much. I'm wearing a New Japan shirt. It's much too much. It's much too much. All right. So continue with what you were going to say about the New Japan Cup. So (laughs) it's been been fun. And what happened is David Finley, the son of the legendary wrestler Fit Finley, and also he's like a third or fourth Mm -hmm. generation wrestler himself, David Finley, uh, just got a big character change that we talked about um, where Mm -hmm. he turned on Switchblade Jay White and he was this like, you know, good, honorable, respectable, hard-fighting babyface. And then, then he, like, yeah. cut this promo and Jay White left about how he's an outsider everywhere. So he joined Bullet Club and Gato, um, Jay White's former manager, who was Okada's former manager, uh, who was always, like, the manager of, like, one of the top guys in the company. 
he decided to push to back David Finley, and he's pushing David Finley into Bullet Club as the new leader. Mm. So it it looked like David Finley was probably going to win the whole thing because he had a story. But Sonata, this other guy who's been with New Japan for a long time now and is great, and they've been like steadily pushing him. He's one of the he was in Los Ingobernables mm-hmm. de Japón, and he was uh, he was like not the top guy in the in the in the stable but he was um a prominent heavyweight and they were pushing him a lot uh but he was never quite he would get like the finals of the g1 he would get like to the you know far in the new japan cup he would get the u.s heavyweight title he wasn't getting that world title he wasn't getting that main event push mm-hmm. um and then he lost or sorry now then he beat tetsuya naito the leader of lij this guy whose shirt i have on uh he beat the leader and then he leaves LIJ. This is his home stable, his home faction for the entire time he's been in New Japan. He leaves them and he joins up with just four guys who are now just. That's the name of the stable. You five guys. Explain. That's the name of the faction. The just name of it is five guys. Just five guys. Now it's just five guys. So it's not the it's burger place. Guys. Because I called the burger place no, and I asked didn't. if Sonata was there. You didn't. And they were like, I don't think they so, don't but let me check. They have a phone number. They might. Have you ever heard a phone ring in a Five Guys? That'd be chaos. Hello? <laughs> Which of them would answer? <laughs> Which of the Five Guys? So we'll see, you know, what happens here. But just Five Guys was, uh, you know, that was uh, I thought it was a big move because Sonata mm-hmm. was like, if I stay in LIJ, nothing changes for me. Yeah. And so he and he came out. He used to have like real messy, shaggy, blondish hair and he had like a big messy beard. And then he came out the next day. That was the quarterfinals. He comes out for the semifinal match, fully clean shaven, very wow. slick, uh, black hair. Wow. Um, very very uh, new. And he had was wrestling with more urgency because usually it was like you know chill. So did you like this? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I think it's like. And then uh, he won the New Japan Cup, mm-hmm. which I figured he would. Because David Finley, it seemed like, was almost going to win, but he was having all this strife with El Fantasmo, this other guy from Bullet Club, who was mm-hmm. like not accepting him as the leader because yeah. he only just got into the thing, and Fantasmo probably wanted to be the leader because he'd been there for longer. And Fantasmo was like, "If you win the cup, you're in." Uh, and I was like, "Well, they're probably going to do a little Bullet Club power struggle. Mm-hmm. No need for David Finley to win immediately. Sonata's the guy who's on the trajectory, and he's got just five guys behind him." So I'm very excited about this, and I think he should, because now he also wins. So winning the tournaments in New Japan is very important. It's like winning a championship. It's like the same as winning a belt. I mean, I and would sometimes, hope so. Sometimes it's more. It would be really disappointing if you won a championship and they were like, this isn't that important. They're pretty much equal. Like winning the world title there, winning the world heavyweight title is a big deal. But winning yeah. the G1 is just as big of a deal. And a lot of people, yeah. most people don't win it. Yeah, um, I, would, I would think most people don't win it. So they're very. This is uh, what defines a championship, folks. Yeah, it's rare and important to win a championship. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, what's the point? There isn't one. No. Hear that, all you championships out there that are worthless. Yeah, that have been watered down. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, I'm excited for this because he's now also wins a shot at the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against the reigning champion Kazuchika Okada, who is like. The, the star of the he's the John mm-hmm. Cena he's the ace he's the Roman Reigns yeah uh, and so uh, that match is going to be great serious Sonata versus Okada and I think Sonata should win I think this is Okada's first defense since he won the title last like summer 
mm-hmm. um, where he could, uh, or no, he wanted it to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, but he um, he lost it last summer to Jay White. But I think he could he could win. I think he should win. That's and exciting. I think Five Guys should not sue just Five Guys. I think they should leave him alone. I feel like they'd be okay. Yeah, because. I don't think there's a risk of consumers confusing a Japanese wrestling faction with a burger chain. I ate five people. I was so confused. I just wanted a hamburger and I flew all the way to Japan and I tracked each of them down. And I was still hungry. Oh, God, I was still hungry. Uh. Once you have the taste. Conversely, I went into a Five Guys and got my ass kicked. I thought I was trying. I was trying to wrestle somebody. <laughs> that probably yeah. happened many times. I'm sure a lot of asses have been kicked. In a Five Guys. Yeah. I don't know. They're not open late. Do you think fewer asses have been kicked in Five? <laughs> in Five Guys. I'm then buy to- the Five Guys. I'm just trying to give you crap about fewer and less. Oh. But I couldn't hold it together. I'm sorry that I grew up in a home. And I grew up in a Five Guys. <laughs> There is a little uh, outside of the office where I work. There is uh, our. You don't work in an office. I let's put let's make one thing perfect. Outside of the office, I sneak into. uh, There is a place that used to be called Five Guys Pizza, Mm -hmm. and then now it says like Five Boys Pizza, uh, because they had to change it. Yeah. Because of Five Guys, but that's different. That's a that was a it's a food thing. Yeah. Not five men. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think. And I'm excited. That's great. I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. Be so excited. Thank you. And so um, I'm sorry that I gave you a note. Just don't do it again. <laughs> I'm I just won't. kidding. I <laughs> never will. Give me notes. Uh, yeah. Another. So wait, did you want to introduce uh, maybe oh, another topic? Oh, we're including me in this conversation now. Mm. I figured once. Mm. <laughs> once a quarter. It's spring. It's a new season. I'm confused about this because, to be honest, I have not been. I'm not, like, on the edge of my seat for WrestleMania this year. I mean, when am I? But, like, you know, I'm not the biggest hype person for WWE. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of WrestleMania, and I do think it's cool, and I do watch parts of it. But I don't pay, like, massively close attention in the lead-up. Because it's going to be what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But I thought I had seen, because you wrote here, which match should main event WrestleMania on night one. But I thought I had seen that Rhea and Charlotte were going to main event night one. I had seen a a rumor about that, but they have not as yet announced it. The only two matches they've confirmed which nights they'll be on Mm -hmm. are Seth Rollins... Versus Logan Paul, they said it'll be on night one. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the world titles, that'll be night two. If Logan Paul main events something I and Rhea Ripley doesn't, I will lose I d- my mind. I don't think that's on the I don't think that's on the table. And I'm pretty uh, sure that's uh, not. Are you sure? I mean I'm not. It's can WWE, so promise? literally literally anything can happen, but not in the way that they like to say that. Literally anything bad can happen. Any yeah. stupid decision can happen. Um no, I think it would be between Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's title or Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the uh, tag team titles. I think it should be Charlotte and Rhea, personally. Yeah, I mean, Rhea Ripley does deserve that spot. Um, and Charlotte is a big... Charlotte is very, like, Roman Reigns pre-Bloodline. She just is, like, mm-hmm. high up the card. She's re- kind of a John Cena because she doesn't really, like, change ever. 
No, you they know? just push her. Yeah, um, but she is an established star. Yeah. And she will put on a good match. Look, um, we're all an established star, okay? Yeah, everybody here is an established name. Yeah. Um, we all have brand recognition. Yeah. But there is something to be said for the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Usos thing. This is like one of the best stories I've seen. I mean, it was WWE. It, like it's. I I don't want to shade it because I know everybody loves it. I know. I know you might lose your shit at me, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it was a good story. But I feel like they told it. Well, I think the like, the story is not just that Sami Zayn and the Bloodline thing. I think the the full story is like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn becoming friends again. And yeah. the end of it would be them winning the tag team titles together. Yeah, that, I guess that would be a nice little end to it. But I guess, like, in my mind, like, like the Kevin Owens thing was important because it was part of the turning point where Sammy finally turned on Roman. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess I, also, I just kind of felt like that was the main crux of it with Sammy and Roman. And because that's not something that can be told i guess i i don't know i I don't know if i have a firm opinion on this i just feel like i've lost a little bit of steam for that story yeah i mean that definitely could have been like uh i think some people have felt that way there there definitely could have been a natural end to it with sammy like conquering roman Mm -hmm. reigns but i do actually really like the uh the whole friendship thing it feels like a pixar movie to me it's like you know winning the championship is less important than like Mm -hmm. Uh, repairing your relationships with the people that are important to you. Yeah, I don't like Pixar though. Like this is a famous thing about well, me true. Is that you I really dis. I, I just use Pixar as I just mean like an animated like you know. It's not. A movie I, sh- like I that. should clarify. It's not that I don't like Pixar. It's that I eventually grew weary of Pixar's emotional manipulation gimmick, mm. where they you know going into a Pixar movie that they're going to make you cry. And they're going to make you cry by looking you in the eye and going, you'll never be a child again and everyone you love is going to die. Isn't that sad over and over again? And you're like, yes, (laughs) it is sad. I don't know what else you want me to do. That's what you got out of a bug's life? (laughs) I don't remember that. That was pre my feeling this way. Yeah. Um, No, I think it was was inside out that turned me on them. Yeah, because I was, was like, this is just, this is just pure manip- This is just pure them making me sad because they know that that's what they got to do in the Pixar game. Well, you know what's funny is that's what wrestling is: is emotional manipulation. I know, and I, but I appreciate it with wrestling. I think because it's more straightforward that that's what it is. Like mm. this is what I've always liked about wrestling: is that like it, ironically, used to be very much about lying to people, and mm-hmm. now it is still about lying to people. But in a way that everyone knows is happening. It's like true. everybody knows what's up. Like they're everyone's a smart, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and so I don't feel like they're thinking that I'm dumb. I mean that's arguable. But I would say on the whole, <laughs> the relationship doesn't make me feel like I'm being treated like an idiot. Whereas with Hollywood sometimes you watch a movie and you're like Oh, these these guys think I am a mark, <laughs> and I'm just here to oh, be. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Hollywood definitely worked. Um, Hollywood definitely thinks you're a mark. Yeah. Whereas wrestling knows I'm a smirk. Yeah. Sometimes wrestling will give you a little lip. Yeah. Wrestling knows that I know what's going on, and so they're gonna put a lot into it. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think the bloodline stuff, without the Roman Sammy finale, 
is a little I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't entice me as much as it did. But you know, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, do you think there's enough of a story with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, or are you just focusing on the the match? Um, well, I think Rhea herself is kind of a story. Yeah, I think like Rhea represents. Like, I, I think that the WB hasn't put much into it being a story, but I think, like, I can create a story in my head right now mm-hmm. that works, which is that, like, Charlotte represents kind of, like, the WWE establishment, because she does. You know, she's the daughter of Ric Flair. She's Vince's idea of what a woman wrestler should be. You know, she's blonde. She's tan. She's got the boobs. She's, like, hot, you know? Um, and Rhea, who is also like hot i'm not saying that she's not hot yeah what um, the hell <laughs> what kind of podcast is this i'm not saying which ladies are hot yeah okay all the ladies are hot all right come on so but like ria you know she's not from like some powerful wrestling family she's somebody who fully worked her way in and up her dad's gonna listen to this and be like oh her well i mean you know she's not the daughter not a of Flair. <laughs> like yeah I mean, she's literally someone who worked her way up in the industry and overcame a lot of, like, you know, I don't want to call it prejudice, but, like, you know, she's somebody who doesn't necessarily fit the traditional mold of being, like, the cute, like, you know, bubbly, like, cheerleader blonde that they have historically championed there, or Playboy Bunny that they have historically championed there as a woman wrestler. So... When I watch it, <laughs> I project, I know that's not the story that they've written, but that's kind of the story I've projected onto it. And I think that is a is a kind of a compelling conflict mm-hmm. um, in the sense that I honestly don't know who will win because <laughs> it's like, it's true. you know, y- you it literally it's up in the air. It's very um, feels like a like a John Cena. Like, well, it feels like a lot of the John Cena matches with the indie stars of like the mid to that, like the 2010s. Like yeah. his feud with CM Punk felt this way, although that was much more overtly mm-hmm. like called out. Or his mm-hmm. feud with like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles. Every time he fought one of those guys, it felt like, oh my God, please let them win. I don't know yeah. if they're going to. So it feels like that. And the Rhea Ripley thing is, yeah, I agree. There is like a story. That's a lot of WWE is just you projecting, head cannoning your own story I onto know. truly like 0%. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, of a narrative. And I, th- um, I feel like part of me is worried that like the reason they haven't gone that angle at all, because it's almost like it's almost kind of strange that they haven't, because that yeah. that is the thing to make fun of Charlotte for. If you're promoing against Charlotte, it seems like maybe she doesn't want them to. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is like is like that's why I'm kind of worried about it, because I'm like, it feels like they don't want Charlotte to like fully be that kind of a heel where she could lose you know yeah. like they want to leave it open for charlotte to win and have that be a good thing like you know? it's so funny because <laughs> where else does she have to go unless she completely overhauls her character this is who she is she doesn't she's won every championship there's nothing left for her to do yeah so the only thing is she could be i mean say what you will about cena but he at least would let people talk shit to him mm-hmm. and feel like you're, i mean he would always have to get the last word and all yeah. this stuff but he at least would like let people acknowledge that he was a dynasty. Yeah, and like Rhea's been doing some promos that like attempt some some things. Yeah. Um, you know, like the wanting Charlotte to fear her. Yeah, stuff. that was a real good thing that I I thought they should have just focused on that, where she was just like, everybody around here is afraid yeah. of me, but you are not afraid of me, and you weren't afraid of and me. The, and like see, that that's enough, especially for her like dark. It character. is, but that 
like it that is enough but it also like feels like the opening of uh you're not afraid of me because you're a spoiled little girl and i'm gonna show you you know like mm-hmm. that you oh that's true yeah you yeah. know like yeah. it kind of almost like it's it wants to happen so badly because yeah. that is like literally their dynamic and you know it's it's you know, I just, I want that story, but I'm just going to headcanon it and just pretend that that's the story. And then yeah. when Rhea loses, I'll be like, the Nepo baby won? I think, you can't have too many Nepo babies winning on this show, but no. I think, I am confident that she will win because it, I know it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Charlotte has defied the odds before, but I she lost their last match at WrestleMania. So... They had a match together mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 36, the COVID WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess every WrestleMania after that has been a COVID yeah. WrestleMania, but the one that was in lockdown with no people. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, I've only seen that mentioned once in like, like their back and forth, like the, her, their last meetup. Yeah. And I'm that also kind of worries me because I'm like, why don't they want people to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's WWE. They do that all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like, I remember Triple H and The Undertaker had a match at WrestleMania 27. And you were like, it was like a joke. Like, I was reading dirt sheet stuff, or it was like, it's like you're not, you were, they had a match at WrestleMania 17 10 years prior mm-hmm. that The Undertaker had won. And it was like, you weren't even allowed to like mention that match, like backstage. Like, because yeah. they had to like pretend that Triple H had never lost to him, basically. You know? So they love to create new, they're like anti Marvel cinematic universe. You know, well, how you know, I like now that you put it that way, I know that we've, we've chastised the WWE for like having no memory and mm-hmm. all these things and making it feel like things don't matter. But at the risk of defending Vince McMahon's vin- business strategy, <coughs> I have to say, I can see the logic in doing that mm. because what I imagine you don't want to do if you're a product like WWE that's ongoing all the time constantly is alienate new viewers. It's true. And make them feel like, oh, they missed so much. So it's they're like never going to fully. Japan. Exactly. Like they're never going to fully appreciate it. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, this is honestly like I, I think I think I'm coming to this realization because this is part of why I have stopped kind of watching the Marvel movies as much. Like after Endgame, I kind of fell off watching them. And it's because it feels like if I don't watch all the series on Disney Plus, if I don't watch every single Ant-Man and mm-hmm. every, you know, that I won't get what's happening or that I'll miss something and won't be able to fully appreciate it. And that just gives me enough of a thing that I'm like, oh, well, what's the point, you know? Because mm-hmm. sometimes there's so much content to watch nowadays. All you need is like half a reason to not watch something. That's true. That's true. <laughs> And you get discouraged very quickly. Yeah, that's so a good I, point. I understand both sides of it is what I'm saying. Like, I understand the wanting it to matter because you were there and you remember it and you care about it a lot, which I would feel that same way. Um, but I also understand as a newer fan why they might not want to make people feel like they missed 10 years they'll never get back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, it could. I mean, it, those old, like what previously happened can inform yeah the stories and the characters because mm-hmm. i mean there's you know you can either have like this prestige yeah. drama where everything is important like a better call Saul or something where everything is like super important and it's like characters grow and change over time yeah. and you have to watch the whole thing to like you know understand that or you can have like you know a cart like a saturday morning kids show where mm-hmm. it's just like here's these are the characters like we know basically what the characters are 
but and there's like sort of an ongoing story but mostly it's just like here's our adventure this week here's our adventure right. this week here's our adventure this week and that's more probably what wwe is going for yeah uh, and both of them are valid and uh, I think are things also there is a way that wwe could do it that doesn't alienate people which is just to explain yeah you happened. can just acknowledge like, <laughs> you don't have to like watch all this stuff you can just yeah. nxt felt like a Saturday morning cartoon in good way, in the good way. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this, like, it was literally Sasha was like a mean girl. And I think she was with Charlotte. And I was like, oh, these are the mean ladies that mm-hmm. are coming out and this is their thing. And these is who they don't like. She and made then little just, girls cry. She did. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's, yeah, there's definitely different ways to go. But yeah, I haven't really decided. It'll probably be Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. It I would has imagine. to be Charlotte Rhea Ripley night one of WrestleMania. If it's Logan Paul, it's <laughs> not going to be Logan Paul. It's going to be Charlotte <laughs> Rhea Ripley or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Usos. I think they're Cut both. To I think they're both Logan yeah. Paul. <laughs> well, then I'm selling all my WWE <laughs> stock. Um, oh no, not no. your stock. I'm just kidding. I would buy a bunch, but they uh, no. But I think I think either one would be a valid. Yeah. Uh, main event, but I think it's probably going to be Charlotte I, versus. I don't Rhea think Ripley. Logan Paul will be a valid main event. I, don't I think so. am against that. Me too. If you've got two nights of WrestleMania, I'll say it right here. This is radical. This is crazy. This is going to make all the bros flip out and shit oh their God. pants. Oh God. But I think you got two nights of WrestleMania. First night should be main evented by the ladies. Second night should be main evented by the dudes. And never stray from that. No. <laughs> the women shall never main event night, too. No. Um, last year, it was... So, two years ago was that. Because mm-hmm. it was Sasha and Bianca yeah. on night one. And then um, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge on night two. But then last year, the uh, the women did not main event night one. But I think that was... Extent, like It was crazy circumstances because Steve Austin came back for a one-off oh. match so i think it was just well you gotta, in texas specifically yeah i mean you can't the, i mean it would have killed the crowd what, if they did it earlier what else would steve austin do with his night i know but if you're gonna do that he's match, got nowhere you else to go he doesn't he just hangs around all the wwe shows it's famous uh but no you could have killed the crowd because it would just people like that's what happened with hogan and the rock um is you do that match early and then the crowd mm-hmm. is dead for the uh the last match um mm-hmm. and then triple h did it again a couple of years later but anyway um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. I think, yeah, right. it's probably going to be the SmackDown Women's title. So let's talk about this AEW Dynamite International Championship. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> what can I say? It's been leveled up. I've been making Shazam Fury of the Gods level up jokes all like for two weeks. You'd love that sponsorship. It's and it so didn't, it didn't do well at the box office. It's not. I knew it wouldn't because. Which isn't great news for AEW's advertise ad sales team. Yeah, I mean, look, AEW held up their part of it. You know what I mean? They did. They said it a lot. We were very aware that Shazam Fury of the Gods was coming out last I week. I don't think it was their fault. Black Adam didn't do particularly well, so I figured everybody... Also, everybody with these DC movies right now, it's sort of like, remember when Dark Phoenix came out mm-hmm. after um, Disney had bought Fox? Mm-hmm. So they were like, everybody knew that the X-Men were going to be rebooted and reincorporated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So like they were like, well, these... These were just like the ones that they were contractually like that and New Mutants mm-hmm. were the movies that they were just like contractually obligated to finish, mm-hmm. but they knew they didn't matter or nobody cared. So like I think that's a similar thing with these because they know James Gunn is going to be rebooting on the whole DC Cinematic Universe for the people that care. I think people are also kind of just over superhero movies in general, a lot of them. So those two things together. Bad news mean for Disney. Shazam was not. 
I mean, some of the superhero movies still make money. Batman made almost a billion dollars. Spider-Man yeah. made $2 billion. I'm sure they'll all make money. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much money. Because now yeah. we live in a world where if your movie doesn't make a billion dollars, yeah. it's considered a failure, which is crazy. Yeah. My <laughs> movie made $19 at the box office. Okay? And I had dinner at Applebee's. Yeah. Half price apps late. That's right. I had a tray of mozzarella sticks, and it was the best damn plate <laughs> of mozzarella sticks I ever had. Um, All right, so we are talking about the AEW Dynamite International Championship. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, that apparently I was reading today, it's like a new championship. They did a weird so e- so when you change the name of a championship. Yeah, I noticed that because when they were doing it, they were they didn't describe Orange Cassidy as like the current. They yeah. described it as a match for the championship. And they didn't say he was defending it. And I li- usually when you change the name of a championship like that, the champion remains and then the championship just changes names mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But this one, or you are like, the old one is done and that was a different championship. Now the new one is a new championship with a new lineage and all this stuff. AEW has done sort of the weirdest possible version of this. Where if you look on the Wikipedia page and also AEW's like on their website, their championship history, it's the All Atlantic Championship, and there's two champions, Pac and Orange Cassidy, and then it says that Orange Cassidy's title reign ended, and then a new title reign starts as the international champion. Hmm. But it's like the same. It's instead of it being like two separate things, it's like one thing, and it changes and resets, which mm-hmm. is the weirdest way to have done it, and it's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> So yeah. it's like technically two different titles. Yeah. But not. It's very strange. I, yeah. I mean, it probably only bothers someone like like me who <laughs> gets very particular about these things. Like most people will not care at all. Mm. But it bothers me. Although AEW fans, higher percentage of AEW fans would care about that than WWE fans. That's true. Because it's a lot more people like me. Is it something to... I'm trying to think of why they would even want to do that. Is it anything to do with like saying that way you can say Orange Cassidy has had two championships? Sure. But still then say like that was one title and this is a new title instead of just being like mm. there's sort of different titles. Like you have to make a decision. TNA mm-hmm. was going by TNA M- and Impact and couldn't decide what their name was for like truly like seven years. Yeah. It took them so long mm-hmm. to actually switch the name to Impact. I don't understand. WWE does that a lot too with like stuff well, where they, they just can't decide. Ownership politics, didn't they? They did, but it was even before that. They tried to like soft change it, and then they yeah. like you could tell like some of the wrestlers thought it was different, but well, not yet. With the with this title, it feels like. It is just a different thing because All Atlantic is like East Coast, right? Like Orange Cassidy was like the champion of the East, right? All yeah, Atlantic. basically, yeah. So international is like international. It is a new title. Yeah, I agree that it's it's fine if it's a new title. It just right. is like, I don't know why they aren't just like. Why they didn't keep the All Atlantic? Or why they didn't just say the All Atlantic. It basically, my whole gripe is just that there's not two Wikipedia pages. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That it should be two different things. Because right now they're saying it's like it it's sort of the same thing, mm-hmm. and then it but then it resets and now it's a new thing, but they're like sort of the same thing and it's just like what wh- one was one. Maybe they wanted to honor people who had an attachment to the All Atlantic Championship and not treat it like trash. Maybe, Pack was really sad, and be like this mattered. It yeah. happened. The, an- the but the anti WWE. They were like John. John, come here. What? Give me your hand. They were like this. They were like, John, 
we're going to get rid of the All Atlantic Championship. But it mattered. It, mattered. it happened. It mattered. It's still on the wiki. It mattered. It still mattered. Yeah. But there's going to be a new new title. Okay. Okay. It's called the International Championship. Okay. International Championship. You're hurting my hand. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Tony. Both of these titles matter. Thank you. But one is over. It ended. Okay, thank you, Tony. Thank See? you so much. That's what Tony Khan did. This was a, a, a rehearsal, a Nathan Fielder rehearsal. It really is. Where I had to talk to Tony Khan, yeah. and now I feel better. Honestly, that's what Tony Khan should have done on Dynamite. He should have just sat down in like a softly lit room yeah. and been like, hello, everyone. <laughs> Listen, take a deep breath with me, will you? <laughs> Uh, we've made some changes. We're we've going to make some changes. We've made some changes. Right, <laughs> yeah, he's Mario now. Yeah. We've made some changes. It's um. All right. So I yeah. renamed uh, Gossip Corner. Again? Yeah. This is now. I, we should change every week. I Because well, I think it might be funny to call it, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Because that's what. I don't know. That's silly. Anyway, this Anne's week is. giving herself <laughs> notes now. <laughs> oh, shoot. Our go- formerly Gossip Corner. This is where we talk about stuff that's a shoot. Maybe. Which means it's or, yeah. real. Or we think it could be. It we could be real. Okay, you put... Go ahead. You put a bunch of stuff so in So MJF was parading... You pointed this out. MJF came out for his rebar mitzvah with four ladies all in completely different outfits. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is very funny. It basically was, I could tell it was like a background casting thing where they told, it was like, they were like, wardrobe is a black dress. Yeah. So bring your own black dress. They and we'll cl- yeah. Like they mix. clearly all had brought their own dress. And <laughs> it was just, the, the, it was funny because they, they were sexy, but yeah. it, it was like, it was like sexy that you would, a normal person would would wear you know like not like a sexy like stage se- it was like it was like yeah it was like a normal you would like somebody you know would wear yeah, that out literally it was just normal looking women and um. it was just also funny <laughs> that they weren't all the same dress because it was no. like to come out with four yeah. people like that it should be like a uniform situation yeah. uh and so it was just yeah. four people or have them be in totally different outfits mm-hmm. because having them be in like similar ones just again means that they brought their own thing it, from home it was camp it was very camp because I it was it very was. i mean i don't think it was intentional camp i think yeah. it was unintentional camp well, there <laughs> we you are go. laughing sure. at it um but yeah i it, it was funny though it was funny, but you pointed out that he like kissed one of them. Oh and yeah. You were like, "Does you do you think this is like aimed at his ex fiance?" Well, because here's the thing: he did a similar thing with girls who were all dressed the same in dresses mm-hmm. once, who like came out with him on, I think he was on a throne or so. I can't remember. I remember that. him being in the in the, um, in the stands one time, and he had like a, a lady with him. Well, this is I don't remember what was this was, but thing, it, it's a thing where he was with these women who were all in the same dress, and th- his fiance was one of the women. And he, each one of them, like, came up and, like, gave him a little kiss. And then she was the last one, and he, like, Frenched her. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they acknowledged during that bit. Like, I don't think the announcer said, like, that's his girlfriend. Because they weren't engaged at the time. I think she was just his girlfriend at the time. And this was basically the same thing, where it's, like, each one of them is, like, and then the last one he, like, makes out with. But the last one is no longer his, his girlfriend. It'd be funny if he tried to put a different girl in last. (laughs) <laughs> in my spot and she was like what yeah um 
But yeah, so I don't know if he was doing that at his ex, you know, breakups make people do crazy things. Especially when you're a, a professional wrestler with clearly a, an ego. Yeah. Uh, a sizable one. Yeah. It was expressed to me by a wrestler uh, this past weekend that uh, oh, yeah. that most wrestlers are <gasps> assholes. That should be in Gossip Corner. It should be in Gossip Corner, and we can transition right into it right now. Yeah, we went to see GCW last Game week. Game Changer Wrestling. Um, and we saw Eye for an Eye, which is their show that I think you can order probably on Fight right now. Yeah, and um, they're also on Fight Plus, I think, so which is like five bucks a month, and you oh, can watch yeah, all the GCW watch shows. It. Um, but we, it was a great show, but we were talking, we were standing around and we were talking about, did we think CM Punk would ever come back to wrestling? Yes. Because I think he will eventually, because I think he's too big a draw not to. That's true. And then you said at some point. I, so I, look, CM Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I still love him. It's really hard to like, I'm still very upset with him though, over this mm-hmm. whole all out thing, because I don't, there's just no way to justify that right. whole rant. As yes. compelling as he was to watch, because he always is, yes. this is just no way that that was... It was right. unprofessional. It would made him look bad. So anyway, but, I'm going off on this saying, like, look, I've never met CM Punk. Or I've never met CM Punk in person or something like that. And then immediately I say, I've never met CM Punk. And then one of the wrestlers from the first match who was walking by us stops and goes, I have... Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. Was exactly what he said. It was pretty funny. He's yeah. like, I have met him as a wrestler and a fan. Yes. <laughs> he is an asshole. Yeah. And then he kind of covered it for himself because I feel like we were also stunned by the sudden interjection. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting it. And also it was one of the one of the yeah. wrestlers from the show. So I'm already like, So oh, our brains uh, were all freezing up and trying to compute this information. Yeah. The fourth and wall has been broken. I, I worry that maybe he read into that pause as like us being like, oh, we like CM Punk because then he immediately went. All wrestlers are assholes. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he <laughs> was then, like, most wrestlers are assholes. And then, and then that sent my brain in even more of a freeze because then I was like, but wait, he's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he was a heel in the first match, too. So I was like, very, I was like, oh, I like man. How we've, basically identif- we've basically identified this man. We won't say his name. But no. I mean, he was you, really if good. If you watch Eye for an Eye in the first match and see the heels, he's one of them. So anyway, uh, but it was very funny. Um and I wasn't even, I wasn't upset. I was happy to chat. No. Uh, I was, I loved it. I, I that loved was that awesome. He did that. I'll never forget that guy. We'll <laughs> never forget that moment as um, long as we live. And so, uh, but yeah, this is, and it, but it wasn't news really. You know what I mean? Like, I know that these things, I know, yeah. like, th- it's been, even before people got mad at him for All Out, it's been known, like, that's part of his gimmick. Yeah. He embraced that, that yeah. he was in it. People used to have, I remember people going on Cole Cabana, his former friend's podcast all the time, and they would talk about CM Punk. And I remember, I think, like, Jay Lethal or something, like, in a very jovial way being, like, or, you know, a lot of people would talk about, like, oh, I have my, you know, CM Punk was mm-hmm. an asshole to me the first time I met him. But then they would, like, move past it and be friends with him or whatever. And Jay mm-hmm. Lethal was upset that he was, like, he was nice to me the first time I met him, so I don't have that story. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, so, I mean, probably... Like most people, he's nice to some people, yeah, and not nice to others. No, you know, like I mean, or he's nice to his friends, or he has relationships that are good and relationships that are not. I think what a lot of it is is probably ego, and then if he and if, how much time he's around people, yeah, and if it, like I think, it, like I think if if he feels wronged, he just flips, and it's just you're dead to him basically. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, like, everybody's really gimmick, as we've 
as many have talked about, is yourself turned up to 11. Yeah. So he's probably very much like he is in the ring in real life. Yeah, very opinionated. Very opinionated. Like, very confident. Su- suffers no fools, yeah. I assume. Like, probably says shit to people that if it's at the wrong moment on the wrong day. Yeah. You know? And also people like that when they become, sometimes when people like that become, like, famous, they don't always understand that they have power in every interaction that yeah, they're in. It's true. They think they're still just like some guy who yeah. can just say stuff to people and they don't appreciate that like, oh no, if I make this shitty comment to this guy, it's gonna ruin his day. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe his <laughs> career, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, they I, I don't think he's like a bad person. I think he just has those issues. Uh and, and also I think probably he really wanted to be a successful, famous WWE wrestler, right? He wanted to be the top of the mm-hmm. game. It's really hard to be in that spot, and it can destroy you. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that only made him probably worse with interacting with people, like all the interactions with fans, because he's had a lot of really negative interactions with fans that weren't even on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's like that time, like people would take his earbuds out of his ear and well, all that stuff. Well, did you see the Rey Mysterio thing recently? Oh, yeah, I saw that. And how I WWE is actually going to institute a policy that people don't sign. Are they going to uh, institute a policy? I read that they were going to just like, people were deciding not to do that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if it's they something where now I think WWE star, I don't know if this has always been in place, but I was reading that WWE superstars now aren't signing action figures and stuff. Like anything that looks like it's going to be like, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They can sell eight by tens or whatever, or sign eight by tens, but that's it, I think. I don't yeah. think they're allowed to sign merch of any I kind. I think it's, I mean, I was really pretty disgusted with the way those guys tried to like represent that. Yeah. Uh, because Everybody, they were, they were like, trying to bully him. Mm-hmm. They were trying to bully him into doing it mm-hmm. and also bully other people in the future into doing it. Like, mm-hmm. don't, if you don't want to get canceled or whatever, then you should sign the stuff for us. And it was like so obvious and it was especially shitty to do it to like somebody. Because also Ray, he was like, I'll sign one for you, which is mm-hmm. like way nicer than he even had to be. Yeah. You know, and he was and some of these people bring kids with them to be like, oh, it's for the kid. And it's like these 20 Funko Pops. Yeah. On a board. They're nailed no, to they a board. They do that to people all the time. Like yeah. I've seen that happen to Matt Barry with what we do in the shadows stuff yeah like, and I've he seen really guys doesn't come want to up with like <laughs> yeah it's nuts um all right shall we move on to the next little gossip thing yeah so uh this is a quick one but it just was i saw they had um uh judgment day um you know rhea ripley and dominic mysterio oh, versus santos escobar and zelina vega in a mixed tag team match on smackdown and i was like oh those are both of those women are in relationships with um guys from the house of black and AEW because rhea ripley is dating Buddy Matthews and Selena Vega is married to Malachi Black. I saw a clip of Rhea fighting somebody on a house show recently because she had like no makeup on and it was great. And um, it was just great. That's all. Yeah. So that was just a little fun little thing. All right. Um, and then, I mean, this, I don't know. I don't know if we'll, how long we'll talk about this, but I figured we should bring it up. Bray Wyatt, what's going on with him? He's maybe hurt. Maybe he's. Maybe he's uh, is creative. I mean, I'm pretty like he may have. He hasn't been on TV. Yeah, they've kind of like even dropped this Uncle Howdy he's thing. He's still going to be at WrestleMania, according to sources. <laughs> sources say. I mean, I, they have like what tonight's. Mm-hmm. Well, they have like a, a SmackDown this week, and then mm-hmm. one more next week to like do anything with them. I mean, they could just have him show up. It's not you know, but yeah. Uh, I don't know what I just I don't blame him if he's burnt out or doesn't really care because honestly. I, I, I struggle to think of anybody as high up the card as him, as prominently featured as him in WWE that has had this many terrible stories and, and like, 
I, I want to say matches, but they're not really his fault. It's not no. like he's bad at wrestling. They just like either don't want to use him or don't know how to use I him. I think they don't know how. And I think part of it is because his character is a really rated R character. Like his character is like an, a scary person. Yeah, that's true. And they have a PG product. And I feel like it's just a situation where there's not much you can do with, like, Freddy Krueger in a PG movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's just not. Like, Freddy, summer vacation. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you can do a little bit, but eventually it just wears thin. And I feel like that's what's happened to him is, like, he's this character and this persona that is very dark and scary. And it's great when he's able to do it, but he's just not been able to do it. Like, like I was rewatching the the thing with uh, Danielson when he pulls him under the ring and takes his hair, which is, my, as we all know, my favorite, one of yeah, my yeah. favorite moments in he professional stole his wrestling. Hair. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> like I was watching that cause I was like, this is so good. And it's so weird. They've never done anything else like this since, but like, it's because they did it, you know, they did it. Like they did that, and he probably needs performers who are willing to do stuff like that with him. Yeah. Um, and L.A. Knight's not going to shave his trademark <sighs> locks, right? Like it's, but even so, like I don't know that it would always be good for him to always be stealing people's hair or no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's just like, you know, like I, I was watching it and I was like, oh yeah, because this is like a really scary thing. But it's like PG, like he's stealing his hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if that was happening in another promotion where we were able to do something really messed up, you'd see bloods coming out of that yeah, hole, yeah. and you'd see body parts and stuff. You know, you'd see <laughs> Cut like off some, his legs. Yeah, you'd see something messed up. You know, but they can't do that at WWE. So it's almost like they did all the stuff they could do within the PG rating mm-hmm. with the Fiend, and now they're like just like flailing, trying to think of other things for him to do, but it's there's just not much. It's, it's like black lights and Mountain Dew. I don't know. I'd like, you know, what I mean? his fir- I mean, it was a pretty bad sign when his first match back was a corporate sponsorship match. Yeah, and they're doing QR codes like yeah. creepy. Q- it's very. It's just. He I just, mean, he, I think he probably needs to be in a promotion that uh, can let him do messed up things. <laughs> yeah, they can let him do anything like that, yeah. or just be. A dark version of a real person, mm-hmm. because if he does that, if he dials it back a little bit, or so, I mean, I don't know. Like Undertaker was spooky and creepy, but it always worked. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. I mean, Undertaker also was around for a while, and so like he garnered a lot of respect. I mean, people like Bray Wyatt. He's always over. He always gets big yeah. reactions, and people always are willing to hope. Mm-hmm. I have seen so many times when people get excited for him to challenge for a title or excited for him to come back. And, like, they always have that hope mm-hmm. because they know he's a good performer and they they like him and he's a very charismatic. Yeah. But they just, every time it gets squandered. I don't know. I he's wonder if it's because, like, you know, Undertaker had, like, Kane and all these people around him that were, like, game game for his shtick. And I, 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 I only, he was around for a long time before Kane showed up. Yeah, I know. But I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, that adds to the longevity of it when you have people who are, like, yeah, kind of game part of your cinematic universe that you're building for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if Bray has that, you know? And he used to have it, but, and maybe there were better matches back then when he, when he had that. Cause, uh, I mean, there are a few really strong matches w- that he had in the beginning but then it just evolved well yeah because also when you think about like a a promotion a a wrestling promotion in general like it's what i talk about with the women all the time it's like if there's no room for a character in whatever however many stories they have going then there's no room for that character because there's only so much time on the show and there's only so many stories that they have and it's like and i feel like 
that might be informing some of this because it, it's like they've got the bloodline stuff. You know, they've got Sami Zayn. They've got Austin Theory. They've got, you know, <laughs> like this Big stuff. Big money Austin And it's theory. like where, it, it, you know, it's almost like I feel like Bray has to find a place in one of those stories in order for him to be part of yeah. what's happening. Um, because on his own, he's just on his own and he doesn't have anywhere to go. He doesn't have any feuds going. I mean, LA Knight was a, a, a fine attempt at a feud. And LA Knight is a perfectly serviceable performer, but it just was, uh, it just seems so, I think I really liked it when he first came back and it felt like a reset and he was himself and he was speaking Mm -hmm. from the heart. And then immediately they go into the spooky weird stuff. And not only do they go into the spooky weird silly stuff, it's more of the spooky weird silly stuff that has no progression or payoff. And they never, and and like that was also weird because like they, when they brought him back, like he did him, he did the promo himself. And then they had all those people in masks, leading us yeah. to believe that there was like a whole faction coming. Yeah. And, and maybe there was. And then they were like, well. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that was hopeful because it's like, yes, this is what he needs. He needs a whole faction. He needs people to interact with who yeah, can like keep a up line. with what he's doing. That rejuvenated yeah. Roman Reigns' career. Right. Like they like wrestlers, no wrestler can stand alone. They have to have someone to fight or, or partner with. Like That's they need somebody, somebody and he doesn't have anybody. I thought about that with like recently where I was just like, oh. You know, wrestlers like to talk about themselves, you know, in a way that like a musician or somebody or would be like, you know, mm-hmm. this is I'm the best and I'm the, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And it's like, yeah, but they literally cannot do it. They literally can't like do it a, alone. A, sing- a musician could could do it by themselves. I mean, they usually mm-hmm. have a band or some or you know, yeah. some people that they work with. But yeah, they could yeah, do yeah, it on yeah. their own. A comedian could do it on their own. They usually actors generally don't do it on their own, but yeah. they could. I mean, you can do a monologue. Well, or everybody whatever, needs but somebody. You but need somebody, but like wrestlers. You cannot, you literally yeah. cannot do it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, people have, and it's a novelty match, but like you literally need another person to yeah. do it with. And he doesn't seem to have anybody around him that's like part of what he's doing. Yeah. And that's like, where do you, what do you, what do you even do with that? You know? And everything's really silly. Yeah. And like you said, it can't ever and be. You know, you put him up against like Bobby Lashley, and that's fine, but Bobby Lashley's not part of what he's doing. You know, Bobby yeah. Lashley's not part of this Apparently scary Bray world. Bray Wyatt's not even part of what he's doing at this point. <laughs> Yeah, like it, he needs to be part of something, and it's just not. They just don't have anything for him to be part of right now. Maybe that'll change. Hopefully, that maybe change. or he'll leave and retire and Who do knows? something else. I don't All know. Right. He could be an actor. All right, so we'll move on to the promo of the week. Promo of the week. I picked your favorite stuff, the uh, the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes stuff because it was really I thought very touching, and it was just. Um, Kevin Owens be like yeah, Sami Zayn was it. like Sami Zayn was just like uh and I, you know I to give it to WWE but I love these guys I know and it was it was guys. it was a nice thing for Cody because a lot of times WWE baby faces are like the worst people in the world they're mm-hmm. just like bullies they don't care about anybody they have no relationships they're very conceited and they're, they're like elitist mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is probably all of those things but he and he uh I like that his character like he called out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to try to mediate a thing because he was like you guys are friends like this is mm-hmm. I mean there could be ulterior motives that he just wants to take the bloodline down to make mm-hmm. Roman Reigns weaker but it was nice to see him caring and also trying to shift focus away from himself and on the and they did a good job I mean they're basically just trying to make sure Cody doesn't get booed uh, for people wanting it to be Sammy instead. But I just think it makes somebody more likable when they're like trying to mediate something like that and caring mm-hmm. about other people. Um, and then the Ke- Kevin Owens, Sammy stuff is great because Sammy's like, look, we don't have to be friends. We just should, you know, come together to yeah. take out the bloodline. And then Kevin Owens has just not acknowledged why he's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then he was like, why would I want to 
why would I want to fight with somebody who doesn't want to be my friend? So it was a thing where Sami Zayn was like, we don't have to be friends. And then Kevin Owens is like hurt by that. We didn't know it. I know yeah. you think this is no, bad or whatever. No, I'm, I'm waiting to say yeah. something. I know I'm you wanted, waiting for you to finish. Yeah. Uh, so I just think it was really touching. And we do, it's also just to like, I know we're going to make fun of it now, but it's very no, like, we don't, make fun of it. we don't get stuff like this a lot in wrestling. Yeah. I know people say it's a soap opera and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it really kind of isn't. And it almost never is. And it's just really, especially because they are really close mm-hmm. friends. It's like touching to see that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they had like they had some follow ups throughout the night, and then it was really good. And then at the end, Cody Rhodes is like, they hug, and it was really very meaningful to me as somebody who's been watching them together for a long time. Or Kevin Steen, and you know, I watched El Generico, so it was really yeah. you know it was very similar. He reminds me a lot of Sami Zayn, and I think they were all yeah. friends. But anyway, they it was Cody Rhodes is <laughs> like looking on at the end, like a obi wan kenobi at the end of mm-hmm. um return of the jedi just like smiling That's anyway nice. go on oh i get to talk now um yeah. no i was just gonna make a joke a silly offhand joke uh-huh. that i <laughs> i think it's nice that you're so inspired by the fact that this guy in an american flag suit came up to two other white guys and went we should really wipe out this bloodline yeah well you know gunther <laughs> is my favorite <laughs> Gunther is my favorite wrestler, so yeah, yeah. Um, um, it tracks. He wasn't wearing an American flag suit. It's worse. Oh, what was he wearing? He's got an American flag skull tattoo on his neck. Right. Yeah, he does. It's have worse that. than that. He does. He's have got that. a cop tattoo. But doesn't okay? he also? He hasn't. He, he wears nice that? regular suits. He's well. He's been wearing some of those weird. Uh, he wears those like suits. Captain America stuff sometimes in the ring. I've seen him in like a ring jacket. That's oh like, well, yeah, ring jacket. But he was wearing like yeah. a regular. Okay. Suit. He was All wearing right. a business fine. suit. Okay, fine. He was ready for a job interview. Yeah, he was ready for a job interview. He had to go to a job interview, right? Just in case yeah. WrestleMania doesn't work out. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Just, no, I know. Yeah. Um, the white guys are trying to get together and they're trying <laughs> and to take out, out the, the people of color. Yes. yes wipe that's out what's the going on. of people of These color. Entitled, like, that's what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. This is, it, it, yes, it looks bad. It does when look When you bad. say it like that, it, it looks bad. It does. At least two of them are French Canadian, okay? That feels a little less. Yeah. Intimidating. Yeah. I don't know. No, there's never been a French Nazi. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just kidding, y'all. I think it's a fun story, and I'm glad that you like it. No, you don't. You said you didn't like it. All right. No, I, th- I don't. I Like, I'm just, I don't know. I try to have a take because that's why we have a podcast, so we I can just share know, takes. I just know that once this and story. And I know you're going to like it, so I try to offer the I alternative just, viewpoint. I just know that once this story is over, that's it. There's not going to be They're other stories. The, the wrestling. Well, maybe they'll have Roman Reigns, but like I've been watching this for a long time. No, I know. There's not stories like this. No, so once I this can is over, feel it. It's done. I can feel it. It's going to be back to yeah. we didn't book a show on Raw. No, you know I, what know. I mean, I know. Uh, like I'm just saying, like I can feel that when people talk about it, that that's important to them for yeah. that reason. That like they're happy that there's finally a story. And also, I like everybody in it, and I think mm-hmm. Jay Uso is going to come out of this like a rock star. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my pick. Well, that was good. I <laughs> see. I thought you were gonna say the thing which was also funny about it being like uh, Real Housewives. Uh, it's like, why would I want to work with somebody who's not my friend who doesn't want to be my friend? Oh yeah, that's also what it feels like. It's very Real Housewivesy. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot of wrestling is. I mean, I know it you is. just said it's not often a soap opera, but I think it, it, it there's a lot of I stuff that's it. about like 
you mm. you need to be accountable and you're my friend not my friend you know like, yeah i don't think it shouldn't be a soap opera i just think that wwe no, specifically no you said that i'm saying often that doesn't have said, stories yeah 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 so it there's like imagine a soap opera with which just mm-hmm. every week it was a different just reset yeah no uh, i know and that, like that would be the um idea. okay so let me do my pick now my pick was mjf's rebar mitzvah on mm-hmm. dynamite mm-hmm. which I picked not because I thought it was the best promo of the week. I'm going to be honest with you. Although mm-hmm. I did like the Sammy Guevara insult where he says, oh, yeah. you're going to propose to another girl in seven months. Yeah. That was pretty good. But because for me, these awards are about the things we want to talk about the most, mm-hmm. not necessarily what's best. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason I want to talk about MJF's Ruber I would love if they did the Oscars like that. So we're giving the Oscar <laughs> to this movie, but only because we want to talk about it. So right. here's exactly. what we do. I mean, yeah. Really? But um, how else do you judge the goodness of art? Um, But the MJF Rebar Mitzvah thing really crystallized a lot of, like, what's been going on with MJF for me lately, Mm -hmm. which is that, like, it's just interesting to watch him kind of explore what he's doing because he's the first of a lot of things. Like, he's, he's, he's one of the first, like, Jewish professional wrestlers who's acknowledging that in a real way Mm -hmm. he's one of the only people at AEW who's like uh, a cool heel who rarely breaks kayfabe Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's interesting to watch him like navigate this because it's like watching someone discover something new every time he does something and with the rebar mitzvah it was one of those things that like you know when he pitched that to somebody they went, oh, yeah, that's fun. Let's mm-hmm. do that. And then when they actually did it, I was sitting there. I was sitting next to you, and you heard me, like, laughing a laugh of panic mm-hmm. because it was, like. A laugh I know all too well. It was very much something that felt super anti-Semitic. Yeah, and I. In a way that was, like, oh, no. But, like, we didn't, it didn't register until they're doing the horror in the ring and the crowd is booing it. And your brain, my brain went through so many emotions because boos to a heel are cheers, right? Mm-hmm. But are they booing him or are they booing the Judaism? Like, it, it your brain can't, it, it's hard to calculate. There's a lot of yeah. math going on here. And, but the, at the end of the day, what you, what you came out with was an image of people booing the Hora. Yeah. <laughs> and... and- <clears throat> And another friend of mine pointed out the blue and white balloons are evocative of Israel, which is yeah. a whole other thing. Because you know when um, people are criticizing Israel, it's a similar thing. Some of them are yes. not just criticizing Israeli uh, yes. uh, foreign uh, policy. Yeah. So, like, it was it was really um, interesting because I feel like he's gotten himself into a place where – I don't know if he realizes this, but I feel like his thing about anti-Semitism and talking about being Jewish was driven by AEW's desire to be part of like the white liberal progressive mm-hmm. internet culture of wrestling fans um, because that works really well there. But like what they didn't think about was that his character is a jerk, but his character is a jerk separate from the fact that his character is Jewish. Yeah. But in the rebar mitzvah, they marry these two things. Cause the and first time he like, brought it to get, the first time he brought it up was during the CM Punk thing, which was in a way to humanize him. Right. It was supposed to be the thing that made us like him. Yeah. More, and right? people reacted to it in a, in a good way, and, a positive way. And now he's like, 
performing his religion as a pe- person people are supposed to boo and it just doesn't work it it just doesn't work yeah it really it, it's a thing as somebody <laughs> it's who's not done something that should be done again as people have done a lot of creative stuff i think we could both identify what you said was that oh yeah in the pitch meeting this sounded really good mm-hmm. and even in the writing we thought this would work and then only on stage doing it getting the reaction from the audience do we realize how fundamentally flawed this was yeah and i mean there was uh, like even in the lead up to it i was a little worried about this because i was like anything like religious because again like his judaism and his healness are two different identities yeah he's he's got and really if he wants to be like a heel he can just lean into being a jerk from long island who's rich like it doesn't have to be about him being jewish but like when you for when you foreground his judaism it, it it's 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 and he's not a baby face it's it's bad news it's it was bad news. yeah and it's just like that thing of there's even in the AEW audience which is like the most progressive wrestling one of the most progressive wrestling audiences you're gonna find mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of at least hidden anti-semitism in there yeah and so you're giving them a reason to be, it's just like it's not it's it doesn't really work yeah no it's Um, not it's not it's it just didn't work but it was like i said very interesting to see because you you, sometimes you can't know something until you try yeah and they tried and now we know now they don't try they never do it again another thing i liked about it though was when um the uh pillars came out yeah the four pillars um sammy guevara darby allen and jungle boy came out to interrupt his rebar mitzvah because mm-hmm. they're the biggest anti-semites in yeah, the biz yeah. All four um yeah. <laughs> uh he put on a hat he put on a fuzzy bucket hat <laughs> and it was just perfect because i was like this is a man who understands he has to draw focus from these people without talking and the only mm-hmm. way to do that is to put on a silly hat yep and, and it worked <laughs> and it worked it was a so fuzzy burberry was, bucket hat i mean this this is a per like it's just so fun to watch MJF because you really are watching an artist work in real yeah. time. You're watching somebody who knows the business, but they're also young enough that they're still discovering things and they're yeah. doing things the same, but also differently enough that they are going to like fail in that way, mm-hmm. but also succeed in really exciting ways. And that was a perfect example of that. Like the Rebar Mitzvah I felt like was a fail in a, oh God, kind of a way. Yeah. And then the hat was like, a success in a really exciting way. He could have just come out with a hat. He could have just worn the and hat. And then it would have been fine. So but next time, sometimes, you know, you but don't But this gotta... roller coaster I'm on with him, I'm on it. It was great. <laughs> and also, I mean, I really enjoyed the Four Pillars thing because they said that a while ago and they never really acknowledged it again. And now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, let's have these guys have a four-way match. Yeah. That's a great special Dynamite uh, main event. Yeah. I mean, it could main event a pay-per-view, but I don't think it'll I don't think it'll last until... It hasn't until... been built up enough. No, well, it's yeah. also, it's the pay-per-view is too far away. It's like yeah. two months to the next pay-per-view. I don't want yeah. to stretch this out, do it on Dynamite. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, everybody sounded pretty good in that. I mean, Jungle Boy actually sounded so much better than he's ever sounded. He's really yeah, improved Jungle a lot. Yeah, Jungle Boy was great. I think working with Christian has helped him a lot because Christian's mm-hmm. one of the best talkers yeah. in the business. So um, I think that's helped him a lot. Uh, Darby Allen doesn't take notes. He dropped out of uh, dropped oh, out yeah, of no. film school because he got notes on his student film. Yeah, <laughs> and no. it was also like he was like Darby, we don't accept this kind of film here. So I guess Darby Allen made a porn. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so we can talk about matches of the week now. Yeah, we're uh, we got well. Okay, so you can go first here. My first is one we saw at GCW. Well, they're both they're both GCW both GCW matches that we saw in person. Hmm. Um. 
I really liked Rina Yamashita and Sawyer Wreck against the former GCW Tag Team Champions, Mido Extremo and Ciclope. Yeah. Because it was an intergender tag team match that was really cool. They had, at one point, they had two doors propped up on four chairs, and they went through both of them at the same time. I mean, it was, there were some really great spots. And also, Rena and Sawyer are just great performers. Miedo and Ciclope are also great. Mm -hmm. Um, They were all having fun. They all, you know, were into it. Um, High energy, exciting. It was great. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Great match. And I love that GCW does intergender stuff, which I think a lot of wrestling promotions should do. And I thought they did the intergender really well, where Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, depressed at any point. Which yeah. we'll talk about with your pick. <laughs> yeah, so I picked Nick Gage versus Masha Slamovich because I think it was an important match. It was. She's the first female now GCW mm-hmm. world champion. Uh, and so she's the first woman who's ever held this title, I believe. And even if not, mm-hmm. it has not happened in a long time that I know of. Uh, and so I thought that uh, I, I thought she did a great job. It, it did get a little uncomfortable after a while. Um, because you know, it made it, me feel a lot of things. It made, yeah. It, so <laughs> it, I don't. There were better matches on the show. It wasn't a bad match, and actually, no, it was it honestly wasn't bad at this all. is probably the best Nick Gage match, like that isn't like a death match because he, he just wrestled a regular match. Mm-hmm. I was impressed mm-hmm. that he was able to. He couldn't help her in a lot of things that like the way that you would want to help somebody that yeah, you're like wrestling. He, he can't lift his legs. He up. couldn't really go for help her with the pile driver, so she had mm-hmm. to just kind of muscle him through the pile driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was impressive on her part. Oh, yeah. No, she's great. She but picked him up. She's very strong <laughs> and young and everything and can do that. But, she, you mm-hmm. know, it's still is, it's hard to do a mile driver just with a brute force for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, it was. I was impressed that he did that match. But it uh, another fundamental flaw that you don't think about probably until you're out there is what you want in this match or what they were trying to go for was for her to be getting beaten down basically and make a come like a babyface comeback mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that can come from this where it's like you know is like, i hate doing the domestic violence comparison to intergender wrestling because i don't think that we should focus on that mm-hmm. but sometimes it kind of looks that way uh and also nick gage is too popular for this what you need right is a heel like blake christian everybody yeah. was shitting on him the whole time and he was loving it soaking it up so like I, honestly, that probably would have been like my uh, one of one of my honorable mentions is uh, Blake Christian versus Jack Cartwheel from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're somebody that you can just like he can be beating her up, crowd is hating him, cheering for Masha, Masha, Masha. Yeah. But in this one, the crowd was split because people like Masha, people were excited for it. I it would was say honestly, crowd, like the crowd didn't even feel totally split to me. It felt like the crowd was for Nick. Yeah, and. There were Masha fans in the crowd, mostly probably her family, and then yeah. a bunch of women like me who were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, and and there were some Masha fans there too. But it that that which for me was why, like, I understood the structure of what they were doing, and I did have faith that she would win at the end because she was really being put through hell. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, and this is an example of, of wrestling making you feel all the feelings because I was like standing there trying not to get really angry uh-huh. because like guys would yell things yeah. and you'd be like, fuck that guy. You know, you, you like, I want like, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, I'm not going to start a fight in a wrestling crowd. <laughs> like, and then that, then that wrestler came up. He was like, I have, 
<laughs> uh. Yeah. No, but it's like, you know, it, it, it was so emotional. It was very emotional. But it was, I mean, it's I mean, I thought it was a good match. I don't have problems with it. It almost just, in a weird way, put through, it put me through a lot. In a weird way, it was almost more progressive because they like didn't. It was they weren't challenging. Like bluing, they, weren't, they, were, they weren't like bluing. They weren't booing her because she was a woman or being sexist. They were almost just treating her as just like, I mean, this is another wrestler that they just didn't like as much as Nick Gage. It was a weird, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. very weird. But I mean, it, it just was Nick Gage is just way too beloved, yeah. especially at GCW, yeah, yeah. to get people to support her. And yeah. I think she'll be fine going forward. And it wasn't even like people were, people cheered when she won. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like people didn't turn che- on it. She got a you deserve it chant and everything. Yeah, like, no, everything was, was fine. fine. And there was no, there wasn't like anything <laughs> all, overtly sexist it was or anything. Fine. It was, you know, it was like GCW is like ECW with, but with a millennial crowd yeah. instead of a Gen X well, crowd. So like, they're a little more. There's just like an energy. Yeah. That you feel. Yeah. And you're like, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, luckily it all worked out, but I thought it was a great match too. I, I yeah, it was good. I mean, there were, I almost picked that one, but then I decided to pick the Rena Sawyer match because that one didn't put me through so much. <laughs> yeah. I think and th- there were other matches on that show that I even liked more than that. Like I said, that Blake Christian, Jack Cartwheel yeah. match that, uh, that, um, time splitters versus the Jersey J cup, uh, finalist match was great. A lot of matches were great. Uh, shout out to Willie Mack for getting kicked in the face. <laughs> By the way, oh, yeah. uh, in that one, he took a boot right bad. to the face, and then uh, you mm-hmm. could tell Tony Deppin felt really bad. Yeah. Uh, but they had they everybody was fine. Both those guys are great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they um, or at least I mean, it looked seemed like uh, yeah. everything was fine. But yeah. we should move. Quickly. Okay. So let's do our our nerd fantasy booking. I didn't really have one this week, so I just wrote Muppets. <laughs> I think the Muppets. The Muppets have been on Raw. I'm sure they've been on wrestling. Yeah. I, I want Muppets. I think I Muppets would, should be in wrestling more. I would watch a whole match wrestled by Muppets. Yeah. I was going to say because Goldberg is now a free agent and Tony oh. Khan is like may, hopefully trolling people about signing yeah. him because like WCW. So here's my nerd fantasy booking. If we must sign Goldberg, Goldberg versus Jade Cargill. They have the same that gimmick. That would be good. Jade Cargill should beat him. The other she could kill him. She could, and she should. <laughs> and they, they, um, the other thing I that the like the other thing I was pitching is that they should if the we have to bring in Goldberg if they want to honor WCW have Goldberg squash Chris Jericho in this match oh that they were God. supposed to do like twenty five years ago. Yeah. And then just get him out of there. Yeah. Because we don't need him. That's great. All right. So the last thing we'll do is history lesson. Which I, uh, in the past, have said I was going to bring in a women's history fact all through Women's History Month. But I say screw that because I want to talk about something else. And also women's history can go all year. We don't need it just to be in And March. you're sexist. You're and a huge I'm horribly misogynist. sexist. No, but um, they're adding Andy Kaufman to the WWE Hall of Fame. That's right. So I thought we could talk about Andy Kaufman for a minute. Um because I was re I was rereading all about that and rewatching a bunch of stuff today because I was covering it for work, and Andy Kaufman was a wrestler. That's yeah. what I've decided. Is it? Oh yeah, he was. I'm like I'm like this man because he never wanted to be called a comedian. He hated being called yes. a comedian. He called himself like a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, this man was a wrestler. You could tell that he like he had like season ticket. He had like a lifetime like backstage pass to WWF. Yeah. Like. Andy Kaufman was a wrestler in the way that I want wrestlers to be. Like he was very, he, he just very was like it. MJF. He was yeah. a very, very he was. committed. He was super committed to kayfabe and everything. Mm-hmm. 
in all of his stuff. That's why yeah. he didn't want to be a comedian. Or and basically what that. he did was professional wrestling, mm-hmm. literally, for most of his... It's like, And that's why he made such an impact, because he brought that like mindset to re- the regular entertainment business and people didn't know how to deal with it but it's like you know obviously Jerry Lawler knew how to deal with it because he knew exactly what Andy was doing and it was yeah. kind of it's kind of beautiful to like look back at that and be like oh he found his people is what happened yeah <laughs> like, I mean he wanted to be a wrestler and he you know I mean you could tell he wanted to and that's why Andy Kaufman I mean Andy Kaufman reminds me of a lot of like Brooklyn alt comics you know mm-hmm. like in the type of you know, sort of anti-comedy that he did. And, but also that he's a little wrestling nerd, you know yeah. what I mean? So many of those people are huge wrestling nerds, but yeah. we're not, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm the most alt comic there is. I'm so avant-garde. Yeah. Totally experimental. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, but it's very, um, it's just very funny to see that. And he just was, uh, he was one of the first big celebrities i think that was involved in wrestling well because he he was around when before before wwf was, he was like pre hogan he was all pre-hogan. he was pre all that stuff i mean the the lawler stuff was before hogan. and it was in memphis it was never I mean, in wwf yeah the lawler stuff was probably the first time wrestling was like on national television he pioneered the way for celebrities to come into <laughs> wrestling is what happened yeah and so what we've decided is that thank you Andy Kaufman for paving the way for yeah. Logan Paul to main event WrestleMania yeah, nights Andy. one and two. Don't put that. I on think he's him. gonna he's gonna win. He's gonna do so well. No, he's Andy, gonna, we forgive you for that. It's not your fault. We forgive you, Andrew. I wonder what he would think of Logan Paul. I don't even want to get into I it. I feel like he'd be into it. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Um, if Andy Kaufman could see the state of the world today, I don't even want to think about what his reaction would be. Yeah, um. good or bad, honestly. <laughs> I don't want him to go through it or to see what he would support. I yeah. don't need I don't need it. I don't need to Yeah. I don't need to know. All right. Well that's our show this week. That's our show. We'll do more next week probably. You can't stop us. You can't. Literally. We don't even know you. Yeah. Unless we do. And then text us and maybe we'll stop. Maybe we'll consider it. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Bye.